0: So we've been, regardless of when this came out, this, this, this applies for anybody who lives in Los Angeles multiple times throughout the summer. We've been in the middle of a heat wave, um, but then we've had like five straight days of a hundred fucking degrees and you know, I don't, I don't think I don't think L.A. weather is as good as we say it is Mm. Mm. hot take Mm. hot take I think the further you go down in Southern California the weather is fantastic speak on it but Los Angeles it's hot as shit man it's hot as fuck right now Wow. and also we got mosquitoes now and these motherfuckers are these motherfuckers are biting. And They're dangerous, bro. They're da- they out here. They out here. We didn't have mosquitoes when I first got here. These niggas That's came. What facts. type of what type of earth is this where mosquitoes decide to Show move up. to a city? That's facts. That shit you is know. weird. So I don't know, man. Listen, I don't want to go back to cold weather. Don't get me wrong. All y'all no. niggas who still live in cold weather cities, I think you're crazy. But yes, but L. A. As far as this perfect weather city, I think is a little overhyped. A little overhyped. It's just what I, What is that? Do you guys have a dog? Uh, I don't
1: have a dog. My window is open because it's so hot that I okay. just have to accept the sounds coming in from the street. That's and okay. I just hope that the gate, you know, the audio gate won't pick up on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a dog yet, I should say. I will have a dog within the next... Two weeks, oh possibly three, so by you the time this are... comes
0: out, I think by the time okay. this comes out, I might have my dog that is so correct. you guys are you guys are domesticating even more we
1: are we are uh okay it, it is official Anna and I have become fully domesticated i I think you guys witnessed it earlier when she came in and she put her hand on my shoulder and said, "How about you turn on the fan? It's a little hot in here mm. and I and the reason why I, re- I reacted to that so strongly is because when she does that, I'm like, no, this is how couples that have been together for 10, 11 years talk to each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, where it's mm-hmm. just like, uh, and yeah. We, well, you, we, you care about the other person's well-being? Yeah, I don't like that shit. Okay. And I, I like it more when it's like, you know, are you coming over tonight? Because if not, I got somewhere else I can go. You know, that's right. the energy that I, I, I miss. But like, you know, mm-hmm. now... We're, we're setting calendar dates, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like being like, oh, Thursday night is date night and stuff like that. Or, hey, can you not watch this Netflix show until I'm ready to watch it and mm-hmm. all that shit. And now we got this dog coming, you know, it, it's a lot.
0: Okay. I mean, listen, I I think you are just experiencing what most people experience in relationships, which is the loss of yourself um and you know what that's okay, you know, Matt Young <laughs> Prince, he just he he just moved in with his his significant other and right. he's happy, he's on cloud nine, but I loving it. What? And a little oh, bit he's going to be like he's going to be like, I miss Matt Apadaka." Absolutely. Matt,
1: can I tell you right now? Yeah. Increase your shit time. That's shit the longer. that's the advice I can give you.
0: Cuz I know you longer. famously shit for just 15 to 20 seconds you are the quickest yeah, shitter to, in the I world to shoot it in not even sit yep. down yeah. <laughs> increase yeah. it by a million percent That's gonna be your only free time bro it's gonna be your only free time your only free time and listen this isn't i know we three men right now saying this so our ladies are like mm, these three niggas mostly white women say it, those words um increase your shit time as well increase your shit time as well because this is the same for you because we be annoying too y'all absolutely what's that famous martin what's that famous martin bit where he was like you know they hate it too they be like damn nigga ain't the knicks game on or some shit like we could be on that shit too (laughs) absolutely
1: absolutely i'm sure that anna would love to watch the bull type without me sitting down and going what's this character doing what's Mm -hmm.
0: that character doing and I've, why are they annoying? So I've single handedly stopped Jess from watching The Bachelor, mostly around me, and absolutely. I'm sure she would have loved for me to have not taken that from her. I'm absolutely. sure she
1: would have loved. We want to be clear that this is not a woman annoying man issue. This is a partner annoying partner issue. It is mm-hmm. equal offending because queer couples are going through it too. Mm-hmm. Trans couples are going through it too. Mm-hmm. Shit. Mm-hmm. I, you know who else is going You know who's going through it worse Polyamorous couples Cause this is like You just bouncing around Annoying niggas So yeah. like I, I just wanna be clear mm-hmm. That this is an issue That knows No gender No gender And has many Offenders Yes it does Well, So I we must a- remember mm-hmm. To be tender
0: Well With those Who you love This November <laughs> <laughs> And that is our PSA to vote on November third, two thousand and twenty. <laughs> we got a great guest, uh, oh, Sujata bro. Day. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to Sujata. She is um, she's doing really dope work. She has a new movie that she wrote, directed, and produced called Definition Please, coming out. Uh, she was also on Insecure. Uh, with Isa obviously with Issa Ray, but she was a part of the the group that Is- uh, Issa Rae worked for. Uh, that always was fucking with her. Sujata's dope. She's a super funny person, and she out here. She about to she about to make all these moves. Y'all about to know Sujata in a very big way, and I'm excited to have her. That first month when when comedy comes back and people can get in the crowd. That first month is gonna feel so good. It's gonna feel but so good. But it's gonna good. be it's gonna be dangerous too, because people just gonna be laughing at anything, and then anything. after that wears off, people gonna be like, "Mmm."
2: <laughs> but, but that would be great because the audience <laughs> will be so forgiving. And yeah, you're that's just true. Be like, I'm amazing. And yeah. Then you'll have that confidence going into whatever you else you're doing. So that's all you need.
0: I mean, that's that's truly it. That's truly it. It's all and, that confidence.
1: And that's why I'm jealous of those people because for Matt and I's first year. Uh, you know, it was 2016, got on late September 2016. We only had a month of everybody liking us until that November, Donald Trump became president and no one wanted to see us perform. No one wanted to come and watch a Herald Night. And, like, we were having trash shows because people were just upset at the idea of comedy.
2: Oh, no. Yeah. Yes. Was-
0: <laughs> it, you know, for me, I was also on the team at that point, And the only thing I'm mad about I'm from Chicago, and the Cubs had just won the World Series like four days previous, and I was so mad that I couldn't celebrate for longer than four fucking days. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, everything went to hell. And it was just like, well, I guess I can't be happy, like, right now, and I don't want to be. But that was such a weird time for all of I, us in the comedy I think and gonna entertainment. going to be a
2: time when we're all going to remember where we were at mm. that moment. Because I started my first... Sundance screenwriting workshop three days after the election. Wow. And so we're all in a circle, like introducing ourselves. Yep, yep. And I say my name and I just start bawling. Just start oh. crying tears. And I'm like, oh my God. And it's like, the world sucks. Everybody hates crazy. people like us. And, and it was it was a good thing for the group because... As other people introduced themselves, they also started crying. So I think it was more of a therapy (laughs) session for all of us because we were all artists and trying to get our work out. And it was hard going into the Sundance thing, but it was so necessary at that time to be around people that we knew cared about
0: all of us yeah yeah I mean, yeah
1: that had to probably be the best thing because like yeah uh i think that's how you and i first started talking was that we were both sundance alums and like um it is kind of a i i don't mean this meanly but it's kind of like a frou-frou place of like they do like these circles and like before you even like write a story they're like before you even like write anything in like a screenplay that it's like, tell us what your character eats for breakfast like this. And like, I can feel like that kind of emotional space feeling good in November, 2016.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the best things that I got out of a Sundance workshop is they always ask why you, why Mm. do you have to be the one to tell the story? Mm. And then you really get into the nitty gritty of that when you're working on your projects and you're like, yeah, I'm the only one who can write this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's the dope thing. I also, too, like, with... I mean, I didn't do Sundance, but just being in the entertainment industry around that time frame, uh, everybody kind of, like now, felt the need to... Have their stories mean something, which is not a bad thing; it's a great thing. But like everybody felt the need, like I have to say something meaningful or create something meaningful. Or I mean, Edgar, you could talk about this too on Harold Night that year. You know that you know I got so tired of Donald Donald. Trump jokes and fucking scenes <laughs> and like election fonder. Uh, that, but it was a good thing because you know it, it it really made you introspective, which is that's the best place to create from a lot of times. Which I guess you can't complain about. Well, yeah, and and you know, kind of going
1: going off of what Sajada said, it's just like it just makes you really go deep into what you're saying. Cause I think like why there was such an exhaustion of all those Donald Trump scenes is because all they were saying was Donald Trump's dumb. Donald Trump's bad. And it's like, that's not an actual critique. Like there's nothing underneath that versus, you know, some of the stories that come out of those Sundance slaps, It's just like, holy shit. Only this person could tell this story. And there's Mm -hmm. so much depth and there's so much this now where like, yeah, it's like hard for me now to like, I think because I'm such a a low self-esteem person, I just had to abandon all my scripts. I'm just like, anybody can write this. Like, you know, like, I I feel like, and you see, like, everyone's first pilot is about someone moving home or something like that. Like, you know, and like, I feel like Sundance Lab, that, that kind of thing challenges you past that to be like, no, like, what's a very specifically you story that only you can tell? Because what ends up happening is you tell that story are the reason why you don't tell that story at first is because you go, well, no one will really care about that. But then you tell that story and then there's like someone who hits you up and goes, I had that exact same experience. And I never thought anyone else had it. And it's so special, which not to get too ahead of ourselves, but is very clear in, in the trailer of your movie of like, yes. it's just like, it is such a personal story. And it's such a, it's the kind of story that I feel like. Even though we're starting to get, you know, South Asian stories, I've never seen one about this exact topic that I'm like, ooh, holy shit. Like,
2: I think something that was really exciting in the release of the trailer, I guess when I was m- making the movie, obviously it was very specific to me and my family and my friends and their families. And I just took it to be like a very Pennsylvania suburban story about an immigrant family. And I was assuming the demographic was gonna be other South Asian Americans and literally that. But something that happened with the trailer that I was super shocked by and surprised, pleasantly surprised by is that so many people outside of that demo were re- responding to it in such a great way.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: and they were taking from it different things, whether it's the mental health aspect, whether it's the sibling relationship, whether it's winning a spelling bee and then not living up to your dreams. Mm-hmm. And, and people were taking really specific things out of the trailer. Another thing that I loved is I'm a specific kind of Indian, which is called Bengali, and my parents are from Calcutta. So mm. I, a lot of the music is Bengali music and from the lyrics, if you understand Bengali, then you understand the meaning of it. And there were tweets saying that from Bengali Americans, so excited about the song and the specificity of it being a Bengali American story. So that was really exciting. And I I was really pleasantly surprised that so many people were
0: excited about it yeah I mean it's dope definition please uh you know it you wrote it you're directing it or you directed it uh produced it as well I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie to you I got excited in the first five seconds because a childhood dream of mine was to do the spelling bee I won my third grade spelling bee and I've been holding on to that shit for the past 30 damn years. All right. <laughs> so, yes, yes. I loved, I loved it. I loved it. So seeing honestly, like I, I'm sure there are, but not in my, you know, frontal brain, many stories that start with a, a, a script spelling bee winner. Right. So that's so dope just to start. Uh, is that something that you have experience with, or is that something that you wanted to do too? And that's why you wrote it in there.
2: So, listen, I did not win the Strips National Okay. Bee. All Obviously, right. You could have
0: lied. You could have lied to us, and I wouldn't... Uh...
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can Google that shit. You can okay, Google that true. shit. Okay, that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. But, like you, I won my fourth grade spelling bee. Yeah. Holy Cross Elementary. <laughs> and... I mean, oh. honestly, it wasn't that big of a deal because there were 10 people in my grade. <laughs> so I won out of a class of 10.
0: Yeah. I yeah. I did
2: go to regionals after that. I'm not. Did you go to regionals? I or
0: went I to regionals big- and I lost on hippopotamus. Oh, uh,
2: that's a tough one.
0: That's a tough ass word. I spelled harder words, in my opinion, in the one that I won And then, like, hippopotamus, I I still probably can't spell hippopotamus if you ask me, (laughs) to be completely honest with you. Uh, But, yeah, I did not. I think I got booted really quick.
2: So, I also, I went to regionals. I got out on the first round on the word radish, and I spelled it with two Ds instead of one. And I came back to Holy Cross School, and my friends were just clowning me about it. Damn. (laughs) And you know what? I was like, you know what? Yeah. I should be clown for this because it was an easy word. Yeah, I mean, also at
0: 33, I would have thought radish had two D's too.
1: I literally <laughs> was going to say, did you spell it with one D instead of two D's? And that's why you got booted. That, <laughs> <laughs> so I also don't know how to spell radishes.
0: Yeah, but yeah. So, all right. So you had that experience. Uh you know, being in the spelling bee in the fourth grade. Uh, How was that? You know, was that the starting place for you? Or is that something that you kind of brought in as you got to telling the story that you wanted to tell?
2: That was definitely the starting place for me because I love watching the spelling bee every year. And something that I noticed and the rest of the world also noticed is that a lot of the winners are Indian American. Mm -hmm. So even last year when there were eight winners, seven of the eight were South Asian Americans. So basically it all started in a UCB sketch class that I took. And I wrote a sketch about spelling bee winners. Like where are they now? Yeah. So, so generally if you do Google these spelling bee winners, they're doing amazing things. They're designing robots at NASA. They're, (laughs) making a ton of money on the poker circuit professionally. They are using their skills to... I mean, there's probably a bunch of them working on the vaccine for COVID right now. So my question that I asked in the sketch was, well, what if a spelling bee winner amounted to nothing at all? Dale. So then I wrote that sketch, which was like four pages, and then I went back to it in 2017, and I asked the question again, but I asked it from a more grounded, realistic point of view. And that was the beginning of me writing the script for it in 2017.
0: That's so
1: dope. Wow, I mean, that's so that's so dope of like, you know, kind of the elasticity of an idea, right? Like that, like uh, it's something that I also like about Mike Birbiglia's Sleepwalk With Me, how it was a joke that he said in a stand up. Then it turned into something on, you know, uh, what's Ira Glass's podcast? This American Life. Oh. Uh, and then oh, I'm uh, of you think about Ira, Ira. Ira Madison. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it would be it. wild if Ira Glass was to keep it. <laughs>
2: oh, my gosh. They should, like, switch should for switch. one
1: day. They should switch. <laughs> they should. That would yeah. be crazy. <laughs> yeah. But then... It went from that and then it turned into a book and then it became a movie, which just shows you like there's like so much depth and they're all great. Like, yeah. So I love that. You're just like, I feel like there's something more to this idea. Like there's something more that I can kind of pull from it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I do do that a lot with uh, my ideas. It starts from just like a kernel and then I expand on it, whether it's pulling from my life or I'm just start making stuff up.
0: Yeah. Can I talk about a little bit um, of perfect storms? Um, you you said you started writing this in 2017. I'm assuming that the production of this took place in 2019, right? Yes. Um. Right. So you know you, you said, and and this is a. Thought and a feeling that is very prevalent in a lot of people of colors uh, in the entertainment industry or just all over is I got tired of waiting for a seat at the table. Um, I wanted to take my seat at the table. I wanted to take my space, you know, um, in in Hollywood especially. And then 2020 happened. (laughs) And, you know, and with the pandemic, so a lot more people are able to focus in ways that we've never been able to and then the unrest that's going on right now also happened as well. Uh, and it's still happening very much so. And, you know, if you could take positives out of these very hard things is like, not only is it, yes, I want my seat at the table and I'm going to take it and I'm going to show you why I deserve it to keep this space. Now more people, thankfully, are receiving our space that we're taking. And and it's a really dope thing that this this story, which is needed anytime but especially needed right now, is coming out in the time that it is. How is that feeling for you, like with the world changing and this and your story coming out in the midst of all of it?
2: well, it's it's pretty it was it's been like a roller coaster with the film this year because we did get into a bunch of spring festivals, yes, and we were very excited to be
0: on that circuit (laughs) (laughs) on that
2: that film festival circuit because bentonville was actually going to be in late may in arkansas and i was like me and our team we're going to arkansas this summer like that's gonna be fun and we got into another los angeles film festival where you guys could have come and seen it on the big screen and that was going to be our LA friends and family screening. And, and then from then on, we were getting into more festivals throughout the summer and the fall. And so obviously once COVID happened, it shut all that down. Yeah. And so I'm someone who deals with adversity in a pretty healthy, good way. So once something negative happens, I'll like, feel the emotions and I'll be mad about it, but it's like, what the heck are we gonna do? Like, I'm not trying to like gather people in a theater and give everyone COVID, you know? So basically we just shifted our strategy and the film festivals were also at the same time shifting their strategies. So they were either canceling or they were pushing the festivals or they were talking about virtual festivals. So at the end of the day, we just decided to go with the virtual festivals and imagine like it was a real film festival and do all the press for it and do all the interviews and just put it out there. Because I do feel like, I mean, me personally, if I see something new on Netflix, I'm going to watch it Mm -hmm. because what else am I doing right now? You know, Exactly. so I just thought me and our whole team thought that it would be a great idea to just get the movie out there this year on schedule and then hope for the best in terms of buyers and distributors.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, nobody will ever mistake Culture Kings for uh, doing things in a correct order, but I, I guess we should also have you... Talk about what the movie is about, uh, you know, because we, we've talked about the creation of it and everything and the release of it. No, no, no. Uh,
1: talk about talk about uh, the DVDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about the Blu-rays. Yeah. Talk about the
0: Blu-rays and the 4Ks. You know what I'm saying? I think
2: I think you said earlier like you talked about kind of the timeline from 2017 to, to now. And I'd love to talk about how I was inspired to even start writing it in 2016. Yes. So like I said, in 20 late 2016 did the Sundance lab. Once you do a Sundance lab, you can go to Sundance film festival and get yep. a special pass. That's an alumni pass. And I had never been to Sundance before. So I was like, I'm just going to go. I don't have any films or projects in the festival, but I'm just going to go be inspired, have a good time. So I go to Sundance, end of January, 2017. And my friend, Justin Chan, has his film there. It's premiering called Gook.
0: So I go to the uh-huh. premiere of
2: Gook and I'm blown away. And I, and then I like take him aside at the after party. And I'm like, how did you get this made? What is happening? And he's like, yo, I just wrote it. I started it, I'm in it and I produced it and we just like started raising money. And I was like, okay, cool, that's what I'm gonna do. So I came back from Sundance, used that little sketch idea that I had, started writing my feature, wrote it throughout 2017, beginning of 2018, started kind of soft pitching it to people um, that I knew at production companies. And wasn't really getting any bites because it's a family dramedy. You know, even in general family dramedies, it's hard to get made, even if it's a white family. (laughs) And so I was just like, okay, I'm going to try to figure out a way to do it myself. Go the Justin Justin Chan route. And he came on board as a consulting producer, which was really great. Oh, Wow. And in 2019, I went back to Sundance just to check out the festival again. And Justin Todd's second film was premiering at Sundance (laughs) that year. And I was like, yo, why haven't I made my first film? (laughs) 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 So at that same time, I had uh, a very lucky serendipitous thing happen where I had sold a show. So I got a huge check right? I got a huge check for a TV show. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use this money and put it all into my movie. So in terms of financing, I was the first money into my movie. And it was easier to get other investors on board once they realized that I had skin in the game too, that I wasn't trying to lose my money. So yeah. So then I started, I came back from Sundance in 2019 and immediately was like, I'm gonna start shooting on June 1st. Texted my Indian American friends who were actors to be in my movie, didn't hold any casting sessions and got my amazing team together, my producers, my DP and production designers and then went back home to Pennsylvania, beginning of May and shot it in June
1: that's so holy dope. holy shit i mean that's so I, dope i feel like that is kind of a little bit of a masterclass in indie filmmaking production right like like uh, or in pre-production like for you to like kind of put yourself down right like i think that that's something that a lot of people myself included i have these ideas but i'm <clears throat> always waiting for someone else to give me permission to do it like i'm always like you know, I'll pitch it to this production company and then they'll give you the money to do it. But you're just like, nah, fuck that. Like at some point, it's up to me to make this movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, A twenty four doesn't know what it's like to be a South Asian American woman. They don't. Right. So why am I waiting on them to give me permission to make this movie about a South Asian American woman? So like I, I think like that's pretty phenomenal. I mean, like, yes, obviously there's serendipity in like, you know, you getting that deal, that script deal, but like Still, that came from your hard work and your intention of being like, I need to tell these stories. And then, too,
0: like, which, listen, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, it's so easy when you get, especially when you get, like, the, that, the, those first few wins and you start getting a little bit of money. You know, niggas out here go buy Jordans and shit. And I'm saying you didn't <laughs> go buy, you know, what you, you didn't treat yourself. But you also was like, no, you know what? I'm going to take my hard work and invest it back in myself and continually, you know, keep this ball rolling, which is such an inspiring thing, because a lot of times, like you said, we wait for permission. And then, you know, we have the feeling I want to take this space. Right. I want to take this space. But then, you know, taking the space also in involves doing it the right way and there's no right way you know per se but it also involves like all right what's the best way i can set myself up for success and that's a step that and speaking from personal experience that can be skipped very easily is setting yourself up for the right success to keep on going down the hill you know so i think that's so dope
2: i definitely Oh, I was just going to say, I definitely didn't want to do anything half-assed. So Mm. I wanted it to be a union film. I wanted people to be comfortable while they were on location in Pennsylvania. So we set them up at a hotel and they enjoyed it. And I
0: could have set you up at my auntie's <laughs> house, you know? My auntie would have brought you. She would have took you in. She would have made you some mac and cheese, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there were some...
2: <laughs> we were definitely exploring <laughs> some shadier options in terms <laughs> of housing. And I was like, oh, I don't think we can do that. It's not yeah. going to happen. So we did We did get a great deal at a hotel nearby. That's dope. But yeah, I wanted to make sure everyone got paid. I wanted to make sure that everyone was just coming from a place of joy when they Mm -hmm. were on the set and when they were prepping for it.
0: And this is why we need more women of color in these positions. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I feel like I I really don't want
1: to understate, to anyone listening to this, how much the idea of indie filmmaking is cutting around those very things like that's something that we almost overvalue in the art space right of being like everyone lived in a van when we filmed and like in this and it's like you're like no we're gonna work we're gonna do this movie and i'm gonna put again your own fucking money that like he said like man i know if i ever sell a script first thing i'm doing is buying all the Jordans my mom said I couldn't have that's the <laughs> first thing I'm doing that's the first thing I'm doing
0: I'm and going like, to Jacob's my dude I'm going to Jacob's you yeah, I mean, still get I, Jacob watches people still do that <laughs> I don't think so it's, uh, it's, it's not
1: 2005 okay, but, like, all
0: right,
1: all right. <laughs> but like I, I it, it's just so like inspiring to hear someone say not only did I like want to make this piece of art I wanted everyone to feel like they were a part of it and everyone to feel secure in it like that is so you hear so many i'm sure you as an actor have been in an indie movie where you're just like man they are cutting some corners and i do not feel safe
2: yeah yeah for sure but i think something that i was going into my movie with just being directing my first feature film was pulling from the amazing women of color directors that i've already worked with Mm. and two of my favorite directors that I've worked with were on Insecure, and it was Tina Mabry and Debbie Allen. Mm. And part Not of Debbie why... Oh, they're both just so incredible and yeah. so lovely in working with actors and just makes... When they're talking to you, you feel like you're the only person in the room. Wow. So you, So you want... To do a good job. <laughs> you know? And they're very nurturing and a little bit motherly. And I was like, oh my God, this is so lovely. It was it was just such a nice feeling. So I wanted to emulate that in my directing as well. And you're gonna have to ask the other actors if that came. <laughs>
0: <right>. <laughs> yeah. Was this um was this your first this wasn't your first thing you directed, uh, to my knowledge. This is your first feature, obviously. Uh, directing, yeah. Uh, how was that? How is, uh, all right, well, let me ask you this before I ask you how was it. Uh, when you first came into the game, what did you consider yourself, a writer or an actress?
2: I definitely consider myself an actress. Okay. So came into the game as an actress. I was always writing and had written scripts and poetry and songs and short stories. And for some reason, I just didn't consider myself a writer. Mm. But once I started doing Awkward Black Girl, which was, I believe, eight years ago now, I had a master class in how to write your own web series, get your stories out there from Issa, who's incredible. yeah, and And it was such a huge learning experience, just being on that awkward Black girl journey from shooting in Issa's dad's doctor's office in Inglewood to being on the HBO set of Insecure. Yeah. So that whole journey has really, that that really cemented my need to tell my stories because Issa was telling her stories and she was continuously inspiring us around her to tell our specific stories as well. So that's when mm-hmm. I really pushed for getting my scripts out and writing a whole bunch of them and creating my own work.
0: That's dope. Um, not to... Uh, you, I, want, I definitely want to talk about Insecure, and, and we're going to talk a little bit b- more about Definition, Please, too, especially the release of it for people to hopefully see at some point very soon, but you know, listen, I, I feel like I could come to you for a lot of things and get expertise in, right? Yes. But I want, I want, I, I want to get some expertise in one specific thing. All right. Okay. Now it has always been my dream to get in tip-top shape and eventually find myself, you know, against all odds. On the radar of an NBA team. Yeah, right?
1: I also, uh, I <laughs> also, I also have this dream, Jacquees. I have. Uh,
0: we had this dream. We have this dream. Yes. And and I I haven't known anybody who could get me to that point. You know what I'm saying? But then at the beginning of the quarantine, I found myself deep into the my player mode of a little game called NBA 2K. That's right. Just
2: a little game.
0: Slow game called NBA 2K20. And and the character. What's his name? Trey? Dre? Whatever, what what did they call him? I forgot. Uh I, it's always weird oh, to no, call
2: I forget I forget his they name. They give him a
0: weird nickname They every be year. giving him Che. che. His che, name is Che, che or che. some shit. Yeah. You know, and, which is me. Which is me. Uh, you know, I I I, I took a stand against Idris Elba. I didn't, right. you know, play in my last game. <laughs> That's right. My NBA prospects were gone. And then there was this one this one trainer who said, I'm about to whip your ass into shape. And she got me Stacy. Stacy. She got me to the NBA. And for those of you who don't know, Stacy was Sujata Day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, you know, first, what's your tips to help me get to the NBA? And second, how was that? You know, how was how was uh, being a trainer at NBA 2K?
2: (laughs) So I have no idea how to get you connected to the Damn. NBA. I wish Damn. I could get connected to the NBA. You know
0: what
2: i would <laughs> love to be in that bubble watching those games. Right. That would be dope. Right. So that is a crazy story in itself because I also went to Sundance. It starts at Sundance. Again. Everything starts
0: at Sundance. Damn. Crazy. Yep. I'm telling y'all,
2: a lot of people tell me they won't go to Sundance unless their film or show is at Sundance. And I'm like, I, I have gotten so much work going to Sundance, just, you know, networking. networking and going to parties that I will continue to do that. And I recommend for everybody out there to go to Sundance just to meet people. Wow! So now it's Sundance 2018. I meet a guy named Sheld- Sheldon Candace and... He's awesome. And we're like hanging out with him all week and super cool uh, watching movies and stuff. And then we stay in touch. A couple months later, he shoots me a text and he's like, hey, can you put yourself on tape with these sides? It's for a video game. And I was like, okay. So I look at it and it says the video game's called Flight School. <laughs> and there's some like Mountain Dew sides for it, right? And I was on a movie set at the time in Arizona. And I was like, I'm not trying to put myself on tape for an independent video game, you know? I'm like, do they even make independent video I was like, what is this? Is this like yeah. flight flight simulation game? Or what is it? <laughs> so then it's like I a
0: sub like, game in GTA or some shit. <laughs> right?
2: Right? So that I forget to put myself on tape. Wow. Two weeks later, Sheldon texts me again and is like, hey, hey, just like, you know, put yourself on tape. Just do it, you know? Like, it doesn't have to be great, whatever. So I put myself on tape. I'm, like, reading directly from the sides because I care about it so little. Right? (laughs) Send in the sides. And then they're like, you booked it. I was like, oh, my God, I booked an independent video game. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm asking my friends, because I don't play video games. I'm asking my friends. I'm like, what's flight school? Do you guys play flight school? And they're like, no. And nobody had any information.
0: That's a good ass code name, too. Like, that's a great great, (laughs) fucking code name. That's a great secret code name. Because I would have, I could even, like, knowing it now, I'm like, all right, that makes sense. But before, I was like, I don't know, what the fuck? No, don't do that shit.
2: (laughs) So then they fly me to San Francisco. I'm like, oh, this independent video game has some money. Okay. Okay. I'm getting flown places. I'm going to be staying at a hotel outside of San Francisco. And I get into the car to drive to the little town that we're shooting in with another actor that had booked the game. And, and then I was like, so what, what is this video game? What's this flight school? Like, what's it? And he's like, it's not flight school. It's 2K. And I was like, what's 2K? <laughs> 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 uh, also this actor is like carrying a basketball and i was like,
0: <laughs> it was I'm he like, che was it the che actor
2: no no no. it was the other it was there's a guy in the wheelchair right okay is yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah
1: his teammate that he stands up for yeah
2: yeah yeah um so then he's like no this is like nba 2k it's like lebron it's like all this stuff and i was like oh, shit, this is, like, super legit. So then I, <laughs> so that, so that I get to the studio and I'm like, Sheldon, like, why did you just tell me? And he's like, I wasn't allowed to tell you what it was mm-hmm. when yeah. you were auditioning for it. You just had to do it. And I was like, wow, I'm glad I did it. And then it was, it was such a fun shoot. They flew me out a couple times to shoot it. And we shot in this space called The Volume where there's where there's cameras on all the walls and there's, you know, there's the camera looking at your face to get your emotions and there's just cameras everywhere, right? So you can never, like, relax. You know how when you're on set and you can kind of, like, when it's the camera's on the other person, you can kind Mm -hmm. of chill a little bit? Mm -hmm. You can't chill when you're shooting a video game. and And it was just, it was so fun. Everybody was great and... And it w- it was, like, one of the best experiences I've ever best had. That's
1: doubt. I mean, look, we have these episodes every now and then where a guest comes on and is giving people fucking keys. And I we always try to highlight it and say, listen, y'all, someone is telling y'all some information that's going to change your life. And I feel like what you're telling us is this age-old thing of... You never know who the fuck anybody is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just met this dude at Sundance. You vibed. You treated him well. Y- y'all had a great time. And then, boom, like, an amazing gig comes from it. And it's not saying, like, hey, yo, like, you know, always, like, you know, try to, like, suck up to people. No, it's just, like, be a good person. Be a good human yeah. being. And he was, like, you are actively walking away from the blessing. And he was just, like, no, Sajad is a good person. I need yeah. to get her this job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you,
0: you, like, forgot it. And he was like, "Yo, do this shit. Like, just trust me. Do this shit, and let me but tell
2: then you." I was like, "I was like, fine, Ugh.
0: fine." Because yeah, listen, for those of you who don't know, I—I I mean, personally, I'm not a fan of self tapes either. Uh, you know, and I'll do it. It's a part of the gig. But if it's a self tape and you're already not excited about it. It's very easy to just be like, uh, let me go ahead and read straight from the paper. All right. Uh LeBron, you said wait, first <laughs> Lebron, you want Mountain Dew? <laughs> and 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 it's so wild to then see what comes of those things because you it feels like you care so little, but it's not that. It's you're taking all the pressure off of yourself, which is just allowing you to, you know, perform. And Bu, which is exactly what they fucking wanted, and it wasn't exactly. like any two K. It was like it's the 2K first two K.
1: produced by LeBron James's production company. Like, mm-hmm. like from now on, like you know, like you're on that radar. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and like they fucked with you, they loved you. Like, you were right.
0: in it. Uh, oh, the whole great. story. I've, like,
2: I've 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 pitched to Spring Hill twice already. they're yeah. Amazing.
0: All right, so. Sujata we gonna see you at Space Jam Three.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in Space
0: Jam. All right, go okay. oh, yeah yeah <laughs> that's so dope uh that's that's i mean let me tell you and it's so great too you you've had such a fun career so far uh and it's only getting started only getting started a- and crazy. because you've had the you insecure which listen uh was so fun i i loved her team that didn't love her on Insecure. <laughs> yeah. I loved that so much because I could relate to that shit so hard. Yeah, everybody
2: um, loved hating us. <laughs>
0: yeah, I hated y'all. I hated y'all, man. Uh, but, you but you know, that's a big thing in, in the black lore, right? And the NBA 2K is a huge thing in black lore and just lore in general and entertainment and urban uh, spaces. But uh, you're doing, like, all these dope things that... People are gonna be like, oh, Sujata? Oh hell yeah, from Insecure? Oh, from 2K? Oh, from her own movie? Like, it's so <laughs> dope. Like, these are I mean, yeah, I'm I am very happy uh when I see Thriving in this specific way because it's uh it's such a cool thing to to see and witness. How's it feeling I'm, for you?
2: I'm certainly grateful that I feel like I've only worked with amazing people of color in this industry. And mm. And it's so inspiring to be on a set like Insecure or a set like 2K, where I remember going into, onto the Insecure set on the first day of shooting the pilot, the HBO set, and it was, of course, worlds different from what we were used to doing Awkward Black Girl. And all around me, it's just powerful women of color, powerful people of color, and, and that's my normal. That's my Hollywood normal, wow. which which I know is really special and unique because then I go do a guest star on a show and I'm like, who are all these white dudes? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So so that oh, gosh, I I'm really you have no lucky. idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I I'm not going to say the names of it, but I booked two things back to back and one the star of it was a prominent white actor. It was a nice set. It's a nice set, you know, but it was very by the book. You know, uh, it was very much machine. It was cog and a wheel, which is fine. I'm, you know, we're professionals. But then I booked something, and and the top of the call sheet was uh, a a black woman, and just the difference of top of call sheet <laughs> like makes the makes the set feel sure. so much more inviting and so much more warm. Uh, or at least in that instance, it did. It was so noticeable that I don't think people realize uh, realize how noticeable that feeling is yeah for people of color especially
1: no yeah i mean i think that's why for me myself as a writer i know that i'm in for a very rude awakening because i've only worked i've wor- mostly worked on you know really dope black things and like i'm like i'm gonna get a white room at- eventually like i'm just gonna land in a white room eventually and i i don't know if i'll be prepared because i'm so used to like the showrunner being black the next top person being black like most of the room being black and it's like yeah it's, it's gonna be a wild thing to kind of experience but i am like you're saying Shijada, incredibly grateful for this opportunity to like see this thing that most people don't get to see
0: yeah
2: yeah i'm also just really excited you know i feel like this summer hollywood is really looking at themselves with a mirror and being like what are we doing why do Mm. these writers rooms look like this Mm. why why do our casts look like this why do our directors look like this and It's exciting. I mean, it's hard for them to understand and learn and go through that educational process. But it's exciting for us because we're like, well, here's the thing that you can make. And I have it. I have the script. I have the idea. Yes. And all you have to do is say yes and instead of putting, like, a black square on your Instagram, you're actually <laughs> doing, doing something about it. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Say actually, it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're actually Seriously. doing something about it mm-hmm. in a meaningful way. Yeah. And hopefully that change will continue to happen.
1: Well, we have gone now about 40 minutes, and we still haven't said what definition please is about and that's on us that's <laughs> on, on us, us. Yeah. that's on us we do listen this all set, the time
0: <laughs> we let people listen we gave the expectation uh <laughs> so you know at this point if you mad you just mad at yourself we tell no, you just, we, you know
1: what this <laughs> podcast is we you love to talk to our is. guests about everything but what they came on to talk about uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's yes all good what is so, what is definition please was what how what would you tell people what's definition please about what would you say to them
2: So Definition Please is about a former Spelling Bee champion who is now all grown up and things haven't turned out the way it was expected to turn out. So she still lives at home. She's taking care of her sick mom. Her estranged brother comes home to help her take care of their sick mom, and they have to reconcile in order to put aside their past and move into whatever dreams they want to achieve and the next phase
0: of their relationship in terms of accepting each other as they are dope I mean is Alicia Keys. no no how no. are you bro
1: I mean it's it watching the trailer it, it felt both familiar and like familiar as in like my experience as being a child of an immigrant and also just like like a world that i wanted to like discover like that like i think like that's what was so wonderful about the trailer and like i i just i really feel like you know like and i understand what you're saying of like yes like i think that companies are a little bit more hesitant especially in our our world of marvel movies that break box office records every time they premiere to be like wait what's this a family drama and the biggest plot point is that they grow. Ooh, <laughs> oh, okay, like let me let yeah. me. Uh, you can't get no monsters in there. You can't get something in there that's gonna make me some money. Like, I, 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 but like seeing that, I'm just like, this is the kind of storytelling that I love. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't need much to happen in a movie. Like, if it's about compelling and interesting people, and that's mm. why, like, watching that, I was like, ooh, this is this is my shit. This is like this is that shit that I watch on a Saturday when. My friends come over and they go like, come on, can we watch like Avengers? I'm like, no, let's watch this,
0: <laughs> let's watch this drama about a family. Nigga, That's- ain't nobody coming to your house talking about can we watch Avengers today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they <ain't> know <laughs> the deal. They know the deal. They know what they're coming into. Like. Uh I also think I saw the homie uh Kunal. Did I see Kunal in, in... Kunal
2: is in there and he's yeah. he I saw was him in real of- brief. He was in one of my UCB advanced classes Yo. and he's always been great and so funny. And I love his work with his improv team, the get Brown. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the get Brown. And so I always think of him for parts. That's dope. And so he plays a really fun character. He's the guy who gets runner up the year of the spelling bee.
0: Oh, oh. I was- <laughs> okay. So he feels a right. type of way. He, so he
2: feels. He
0: feels a type of way, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Now, you know, if this, if this is, uh, if this was, you know, the, the typical Hollywood story, of course, by the end of this movie, y'all end up together. Uh, you know, cause if he was first place and you were second place, that's what the typical Hollywood story would write is y'all end up together. And you don't have to say you did. You don't have to say if you do or not, but I'm going to be on the lookout.
2: Okay, okay, be on the lookout. I'm not going to give out any spoilers right
0: now. <laughs> I don't know what why you, I thought of that. What are you that. talking about, Shaquise? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's hot. I'm sweating. That's a very uh, different movie. <laughs> there, is,
2: there is, like, a bit of a romance in there, but it's not the driving force. Okay,
0: yeah. You know, listen, I mean, that, that's what that's what I was alluding to. It was just like, all right, is there, the romance in here, and it's Kunal, my romantic interest, you know, because I'm... <laughs> shit all right i'm trying to make sure my man eventually can get these leading man like love interest roles all right (laughs) i don't i don't
1: want to spoil the movie but i do feel as if if there is a romantic interest based off of you know and i do this in trailers i watched them i do feel like it's not the typical leading romantic interest and that's all i'll say that's my guess as to who it is okay All right. Well, shit.
2: I can't wait to see. I think Edgar's on to something. Damn.
0: (laughs) Damn. Sorry, Kunal. I got you, bro. I got you, man. I'm gonna get you. Get you. I'm gonna get you these romantic leaves out here one day. (laughs) Um, All right. I'm going. I'm gonna put you on the spot, Sujata. I apologize to do this, but we got to do it. Team Molly or Team Isa?
2: Team Isa. I got
0: Team Isa. Wow.
2: Listen, and if you ask me mm. Team Issa or Team Lawrence, I'm
1: Team Issa. Oh! This is a strictly Team Lawrence, Team Molly <laughs> This show. is a Team
0: Molly, Team <laughs> Lawrence show. No way! This is a, this is a team, especially Team Molly. We had <laughs> we had find on Molly. a few, a couple months ago, and... And even, but the only thing, the only thing I wasn't team Molly on is when she stole old girls, when she stole Issa's park. And I was like, nah, Molly, you trashed for that one. You remember yeah. that episode? Like, you trashed for that one, man. Like, she was there first. Like, that's her park. But other than that. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. <laughs> than that, yeah, it, yeah I'm, I'm definitely All right, team, team Issa. Why you team Issa? Why you team Listen, Issa? Listen,
2: I think I have like a personal bias in terms okay. of I've just known Issa for a
0: while.
2: <laughs> so... It's hard for me to watch the show and not think of like my friend Issa. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: true. That's true. That's true. And you're forgiving I'm, of that friend. You're forgiving of. So that. I'm yeah. forgiving
2: of that friend, and I'm always like, you'll see on my Twitter. I call Lawrence a scrub like every single episode. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you cannot get back together with him, even during this past season when people were like rooting for them to get back together. I was like, no, girl. Like, oh move come on, Shyanna.
0: He grew. He grew. He grew. <laughs> he, grew. he got off. The couch. He got off the couch. That's all she wanted. (laughs) All she she wanted was for him to get off the couch, and he did it, and now he's being punished. He bought his own couch. (laughs) On his own couch. <laughs> uh, are, are you sure it's not a little? It's not, you know, your team Issa because a little guilt because you know your your team on the show, you know, just didn't treat her well. So you know you gotta you gotta pull for Team Issa as no, a as a no. character bias too. Okay. No, okay. no,
2: it's not it's not about <laughs> that. But it was it was actually really difficult being mean to her. Yeah. On screen because in awkward black girl, obviously it was the entire opposite relationship that we had. Yeah. And so doing the main thing, like after we would end a take, I would be like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. That's so crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yo, well, as we kind of wrap it up and, and get to the end, I, a couple things I just want to know. One, uh, give us give us something to watch. What are we watching on TV? Uh, you know, it's quarantine time. We need some new shit to watch. Give us some
2: shit. You know, what? it I'm doesn't have to
0: be about new. About just something that you, you watch.
2: I'm watching old shit. I finished okay. Sopranos. It was incredible. Okay. Okay. I finished The Wire. Incredible. I'm Stop in clapping,
0: middle- Edgar. She's
2: that shit going gonna, up. Co- that shit gonna going come off. up loud
0: on the recording. She going off. <laughs> Let them turn it down. She going off.
2: I I watched... I'm in the middle of Twin Peaks. It's amazing. <laughs> and And so I'm just going back and watching old stuff. But I will say... I watched an incredible movie called Atlantics and it's on Netflix. Mm. And it's by a female black woman director. I said female and woman. Sorry. It's
1: okay. Sorry, okay. all right.
2: <laughs> black, woman, black woman director named Maddie Jope. And it's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. And oh, I wow. thought it was going to stay grounded and real. And then it gets. Kind of crazy
0: mm. and
2: and it's just beautiful. because you just you just don't see these characters on screen. And it's incredible when these characters are given such fully rounded lives and selves and situations that they're dealing with. So I highly, highly recommend Atlantics. Okay.
0: Okay. Love that. Did you watch Springs? just because you brought up the story going in a place that you didn't expect it? Did you watch Palm Springs? Just one. I did. Okay. I loved it. All right. It was cute. Yeah. Palm Springs was very cute. It was. Yeah. I saw it in a drive-in, uh, which was a very interesting way to
1: watch it. Oh, wow. I did not know you did that. I did not know yeah. that's how you saw it. That's great.
0: I saw it first on Hulu, uh, but then I went to a drive-in supposed to see Spider-Man into the um, Spider-Verse, and it sold out. <laughs> I don't know how wow. you sell out of a drive-in, but it sold out, and it was like well, you can go see this movie. I was like, "Well, shit!" I drove forty minutes. I'm not going home now. Uh, and it was cool. It was it was even cuter to watch it drive-in. It was nice. It's real nice. I
2: definitely want to. I haven't done a drive-in yet, but I I want to do that for sure.
0: Ever or just during the? I've day? never done it. Oh, it's really fun. Yeah, I've never done it either. You both should do it. It's it's so fun and just to be in your own car. And watch a movie that you, and you can feel, barely like, bring see. Bring your own
2: snacks.
0: Yes, bring you your own bring...
2: snacks, pizza, beverages.
0: <laughs> I I don't know if I've ever seen anybody bring their own pizza, but uh, you can. <laughs> you can. I'm sure you can. Man, that's a very, that's a, that's very... <laughs> a very
1: strong movie snack. It's a very strong movie snack. A whole box of pizzas very strong. But yeah, I mean hell yeah, let's do
0: it. That's good.
2: That
0: would be very funny. <laughs> I. I would fall in love with that person if they bought an entire pizza to the (laughs) drive-in and didn't and and not only bought it to the drive-in but didn't eat it on the way to the drive-in let that shit sit in the car for 40 minutes and ate it once they got to the actual drive-in because
1: that's how I am with my movie snacks is I don't eat them until the actual movie starts like not even trailers like I'm very strict about it it has to be right when the movie starts
2: wow so
1: uh the pizza would definitely I
2: just sit down and I start eating right away so I guess I would start eating the pizza It's uh, at the beginning of the road trip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. It would be gone by the time you actually got to the drive-in. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Well, dope. So, Jada, I want to make sure to give you any space to obviously let us know, um, you know, about Definition Please coming out. Uh, I know it's about to hit the festival circuit right now. Uh, But yeah, any space. The the floor is yours to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Let people know about what they need to know about. Uh, The space is yours.
2: Cool, cool. So Definition Please is starting the festival circuit with its world premiere at Bentonville Film Festival, and it'll be virtually available. So you can go to BentonvilleFilmFestival.com to try to get some tickets for that. And we will be hitting a couple different festivals throughout the fall as well. And you can stay updated on that via my Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, um, at Sujata Day on all those platforms, and we also have uh, Definition Please Twitter, Instagram, Facebook as well. And we just—this is really exciting—we just got an official Giphy page. Oh,
1: oh. shit! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta
2: that's use those sick. reactions
1: because Shakisa already knows that that's what I do. I love those mm-hmm. GIF reactions, so I'm mm-hmm. interested. That's yeah, dope. Yeah, so
2: you could you could just. Put in definition, please, and we have a, an official verified checkmark okay. page on Giphy.
0: I'm about, to go check, I'm about to go check them out right now. What's your What's your favorite one that you've uh, that used? But don't used tell us seen?
1: perform it, which will only be for Jakees and I. <laughs> yes, I like yes, the yes. one where
2: I'm throwing back a shot. Okay. okay. That's okay. the one I'm
0: going to use from now on.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That I one and Herman
0: Cain in the rotation for me. <laughs> Bro, to th- I didn't know that was Herman Cainland until he died. Uh, <laughs> I've used it too so much.
2: Too soon, you guys. Too soon. <laughs> it's my
0: favorite GIF. It's an amazing too GIF. <laughs> too soon. It's too soon. It's too soon. You're right. You're, soon. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Sujata, this was dope. Uh, honestly, you know, Edgar said it earlier. I'll say it again. Always great when we have somebody on here who's just giving out the keys, Who uh, who is... Saying that good shit that people can absorb and actually, you know, apply to their own creative or just life endeavors, you know, it doesn't have to be creative. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. Listen, 2K, Insecure, your (laughs) own movie. I'm excited for what 2021 and beyond will have for you, too. I think it's, uh, I think sky's the limit for you. So blessings to you for sure.
2: Thank you guys so much. This is really fun. Culture giggle.
0: I want to bring something up, and first I want to preface this by saying that if we can contractually get out of having to do Stitcher Premium episodes for a second season, I will take that opportunity. But if contractually we are obligated to do bonus episodes which we probably will be which I'm letting you guys know now we don't want to be but we appreciate but we, we 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 happily do it we happily right. do it That's right I would venture to say that the only show that probably wants to do bonus content is how did this get played
2: because I they agree. actually have
0: cool bonus content. This they call it something cool, like DLC. That's cool. That's dope. I came up with that. Mm, Shut up. Well, yeah. Well,
1: now you ruined it. You we ruined had this it. whole bit. Jeez, had this whole bit plan. Jeez, had this it. whole bit plan, and now he can't finish it.
0: I was just ruined saying, it. I, I, it's it is a cool name. I came up with that. I was just agreeing. Mm. I didn't mm. ruin anything. I don't okay, think it's cool man. no more. I yeah, think it's I think it's kind of hack. I think it's two on the nose.
1: <laughs> I think it's incredibly obvious. Oh, it's a video game podcast and no, it's DLC. DLC. Uh-huh. I get it because of the power source of video games. You're not but smarter than me.
0: What were you gonna? What were you gonna say, Chucky's? What I was saying was, next week is my much anticipated, and by much anticipated, probably only by like forty people. Uh, that's what
1: Shannon told us to our face. Yeah. Uh, again, like, Shannon, our marketing person who lives in South Korea, looked me in the eye and said, "Only forty people listen to your premium content, you loser."
0: Yeah, and you know what? Um, I couldn't. We couldn't argue with her. That's pretty fuck. That's pretty fucking low. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> pretty fucking low. So you know, we we got to do better. But my wedding, the wedding of Jack Easton and and Jessica, is happening. Uh season one of our bonus content of the kingdom. But I am here to say that season two of the kingdom, if we have to do it, will feature the wedding of Edgar Montplaisir Absolutely and Anna Salinas. Absolutely I am not. calling it now.
1: I'm calling Absolutely. it now. Absolutely not. And I'll, I'll tell you why. I don't. As a matter of I,
0: fact, I'm about to text Anna right now.
1: Oh God. That well, one, one uh, 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 I know why you have Anna's number. And to me, it's ridiculous that uh, you guys text each other About the Umbrella Academy That show is garbage And I, and honestly when I was like mm-hmm. Why are you texting Jaquise You know I was trying to be like Oh what you texting my boy Jaquise for I was trying to do mm-hmm. that And she went I'm texting about Umbrella Academy And I said I wish that y'all were secretly
0: cheating Instead of texting about That <laughs> garbage ass <laughs> show
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well listen That's what happens But I'm texting her now uh, Edgar said he's gonna marry you <laughs> Oh, come God. <laughs> come come in and come in and say something about it um <laughs> well knowing on she's not gonna read that text for like 20 minutes
1: <laughs> yeah that's true that's
0: true but uh but you know what does she read to now so season two now? i'm saying it's gonna happen you you can deny it all you want you can deny it all you want look I just I've been there, done that, you know. Mm-hmm. Been engaged, but you haven't been there with Anna. You do improv. There's a million cop scenes, but nobody's seen a cop scene with you and Anna. You know, and that's something that we say to people all
1: the time. But mm-hmm. as someone who's seen, you know, Harold auditions twice, I can immediately say, we've seen enough cop scenes. Like that's you know what true. I mean? Like we've seen enough. We've seen them all.
2: We've that's seen them true. Have we?
1: That being said. I don't know. There's one that the matters. <laughs> <Jakees. laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: what the fuck,
0: What
2: the fuck?
1: I didn't say anything. <laughs> he did. Larry,
2: you're talking a big game for someone who's like, I would never get married.
1: Exactly. Those are my exact thoughts. Jaquise lied to you to get you in here and you fell for it. And I I did not for it, then what'd you say? Nothing. I I said nothing. Yeah, but what'd you say? I didn't say anything. He's just texted you out of nowhere. How'd you know? Because he said he was going to do it. And I said that you won't read it, and then here you are now interrupting the podcast. So what are your thoughts? I said no.
0: Mm, All right.
1: Uh, all hey. right. Uh, now he's in trouble. <laughs> oh my God, Jaquez! <laughs> I meant no next year. <laughs> Maybe no. Nope. I don't know. Hey, listen. Uh, God damn it, Jaquez! <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna go watch the Lakers game after this. Piece.
0: Well, shit. You're not gonna you know what to you got to do with that for like not. an hour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and on that note, since you know you probably won't be able to faithfully have queens outside when you stream, marry your queen. Let's do a queen of the week. Queen of the week. My queen is. Somebody who I think is very funny. She hosts a show called Facial Recognition Comedy. Um, she is a very funny stand up comedian. And I've seen her act before. I think she's really dope. Her name is Faiza Dosani. Uh, if I have mispronounced that, I apologize. Uh, because we have never officially met But I've seen some of her things And I really enjoy it I think she's a very funny person I think you should go listen to her podcast Facial Re- recognition comedy And she is my Queen of the week
1: My queen of the week uh, You know I'm going to continue on this Triumph of making sure that writers get their dues. Uh, I uh, This woman is incredibly funny. She's incredibly talented. She's incredibly kind. She's incredibly smart. Uh, and she's just a great leader in, you know, the room that I'm currently in right now. Uh, I just really enjoy her work. And I want to shout out Lisa Muse Bryant. Uh, very, very funny writer. And I'm, I'm excited for, you know, when she gets to be at the wheel of her own show, I think that she'll absolutely crush that. Uh, and, I'm not saying that as like anything as but someone who's admiring from way below her. She's so much more experienced than me, uh, an executive producer on Blackish, so talented, and uh I'm like holy, every time she like fixes a story pitch or anything like that, I'm just blown away by her. So my queen of the week is
0: Lisa Muse Bryant. Oh, queen of the week. At Culture Kings Pod on everything. At Edgar Montblasier on the Twitter. Awful Graham on the gram.
1: At Jaquise Neal on every piece of social media, including Jesus Talk,
0: coming soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited about Jesus Talk. Uh, I think it's going to be a really fun social media experience. And uh, I'm excited to share my thoughts of faith and Christianity and uh, sex before marriage.
1: If you want to listen to a wedding that's actually happening, you can listen to The Kingdom, where Jaquise mm. Neal will be marrying his fiance live mm-hmm. on live. a pre recorded podcast. Yep. So please check it out The yes, Kingdom. Yes, yes. Use code K I N G S. Again, that is K I N G S. But we will tell you this if you type in niggas, into mm. the promo code on Citra Premium, you unlock mm. secret content. Yes, that Scott Ackerman has never wanted you to hear. Wow. So if you type in the word n i g g a s mm-hmm. into the promo code, it unlocks
0: hidden content
1: that Scott mm-hmm. Ackerman has tried to hide from the public for years.
0: And it's not Comedy Bang Bang. It oh, is boy, it's not. It is another show that is recorded weekly, but it's never come out (laughs) never so you know do your thing do your thing thing.
1: so type in kings and then after that type in uh, niggas and you will find the secret stuff
0: yes but it's not free it's not free it just unlocks it and you have to pay 5.99 for it yeah yeah 5.99 a month but i think it's worth it i I think it is worth it uh Yes, my wedding is happening in season two. The wedding of Edgar and Anna is happening. Just oh, want to let you guys know that. Not after the Chikisa stunt.
1: Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>